Well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking part in worship. We thank our praise team and thank all of you who've worshiped this morning. We pray that it was honoring to our Lord. If you brought your Bibles, we're going to look at several scriptures this morning, but primarily we're going to look as a text, Psalm 29, and I want to read verse 4, and I want to share a message entitled, Saying Yes to the Voice of God. Saying Yes to the Voice of God. So I hope you brought your Bibles. If you would, turn to Psalm 29. Uh, we'll look at verse 4 kind of as a text. We're going to use several scriptures today, and I hope you brought your Bibles. And if you'll jot them down, we'll try to have them on the screen for you. And so, uh, but jot them down. Always bring your Bibles because uh, you don't know when we might have technical difficulties here and the screen will go out. That's happened before. And so bring your Bibles. It's good to have always have your Bible with you. Saying yes to the voice of God. Look at Psalm Psalm 29, and we want to look at this one verse as we think about saying yes to the voice of God. Psalm 29, verse 4, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come together today to be a part of a worship service, and now during this time to open your word. Help us to realize, Father, that this is the inspired, the inerrant, the infallible word of God. It's true. And so, Father, this is your word to us. We pray the words would become alive on the page and speak to our hearts. But not only words printed on paper, but, Father, words that will change our lives. Thank you for speaking to our hearts today in this message. Speak to each person here. Go from chair to chair, row from row, chair to chair, and speak to us in a very individual way. And I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the most shortest and simplest words in any language is the word yes. It's a word that's loaded with different meanings. Yes, you're hired. Yes, I'll marry you. Yes, I'm pregnant. When some of the best moments in life occur, you'll hear the word yes. When we complete a challenge, yes. When our team scores, yes. When we get the best news, yes. But then there are other times, yes, it's cancer. Or yes, I lost my job. Or yes, my dad's gone. Yes, a word that's full of power, a word that's full of potential, a word that's full of possibility. A simple word that expresses deep emotions, affirming fears and affirming joys. But listen, simultaneously, yes takes on a dimension that is far beyond our humanity. Because when the creator of the universe speaks, he waits for a response. So this morning, I want to share with you some thoughts and saying yes to God. First of all, be aware that God still speaks. 
On February the 28th, 2018, just three years ago, astronomers announced that they had heard the first stars in the universe. I really didn't know that stars had a voice, but apparently they feel that stars were speaking to us. And we really shouldn't be surprised at that. Because Psalm 19, listen if you would, Psalm 19, we'll look at uh, verse 1 through 4. Psalm 19, if you flip back, look at verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where... Their voices not heard. Their line or their voice has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So these scientists, they placed this sensitive listening device in Australia, in the outback of Australia. And they wanted to pick up these faint sounds of a particular radio wave that produced that was produced from the very beginning of time, a radio wave that was from the first stars ever created. Now, I really don't know if they really heard the voice of the first stars, but I do know this. We can hear the voice of the one who created the stars. Psalm 29.4 says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. And so the Lord's not slow to speak to us, and he invites us to hear him. Uh, years ago, as a youth, someone said this was the Lord's phone number, Jeremiah 33.3. Call on me, and I will answer you, and I'll tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. The Lord's phone number. Call on me and I'll answer you and I'll tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. So the question this morning is simply this. Do you want to hear from God? Would you just, while you're here this morning, would you want to just hear a word from God? Friend, listen, life on earth gets pretty complicated at times. It gets pretty confusing at times. And that's why it's really important to hear from God. We're kind of in a complicated place right now in our world, especially in America. And we need to hear a word from God. So first of all, remember, if you're taking notes, God still speaks. But secondly, jot this down. Hear God speak. Not only does he speak, but hear God speak. Hearing God is a characteristic of every believer. If you're a Christian here this morning, a characteristic of being a Christian is hearing from God. Don't think it's strange when you hear someone say, well, God spoke to me. Some people think, oh my goodness. No, that's not strange. That's natural for a Christian to hear from God. John 10, verse 27, Jesus said this, My sheep, speaking of those that belong uniquely to him, the believer, my sheep hear or they listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. So here's the point. If we know Jesus, we're going to hear Jesus and then we're going to respond to Jesus. So if you're a believer here this morning, you should be hearing 
the voice of God. And then responding to the voice of God. Now listen, God rarely speaks the way that, that, uh, he, that we speak to each other. Very rarely does he speak in an audible voice. Uh, in, in biblical times past, he did several times, spoke in an audible voice. Uh, but uh, when he did, it was almost terrifying for the person to hear the voice of God. Think of Moses, all of a sudden, tending his sheep, sees a bush on fire, goes over to this burning bush that's not being consumed, and all of a sudden, a voice comes out of that bush and calls his name, Moses, Moses. Remove your shoes, you're standing on the holy ground. That'd be terrifying to me. And so those that heard, literally heard the audible voice of God were terrified. Moses, no doubt, was terrified. Isaiah heard the voice of God, terrified. Mary, can you imagine Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she heard the voice of God? Think about Paul hearing the voice of God on the way, you know, he was an unbeliever and he was going to Damascus to uh, persecute more Christians. And, and on the way, he was blinded with this light from heaven. And then he heard a, a voice from heaven that said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It must have been terrifying. And he said, he said, Lord, Lord, is it you? A voice from heaven, terrifying. Others were troubled when God spoke to them. God, if you remember, had to say fear not before he spoke to people. He knew by hearing him they would be frightened, but not anymore. Thanks to Jesus Christ, that through Jesus Christ we can hear the voice of a sovereign God and also at the same time hear the sweet voice of our sweet Savior. It's not terrifying. And so as believers, hearing from God is normal in our lives, and we should expect to hear from God on a daily basis. Listen, if you will, to John chapter 16. John 16, I want to read verses 12 and 13. Listen to this. Jesus is saying in verse 12, John 16, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So Jesus said, I'm going away. The Spirit is coming, and so the point is the Spirit of God lives within us. The Spirit of God lives within those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life, and living inside of us, of course He speaks to us on a daily basis. And so God still speaks. Secondly, hear God speak. He's speaking. Hear Him speak. And then third, Read the Bible as the voice of God. You know, the Bible is called what? The Bible is called the Word of God. Now, it's called that for a purpose. The reason? Because it's just that. It's the Word of God. And so, <clears throat> the Bible 
is God speaking. You know, I said, make sure you have your Bible with you. Make sure you bring your Bible with you. Why is that? It's the Word of God. It's God speaking to us. Every word of the Bible is God-breathed. Think of that. Every word of the Bible is God-breathed. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says this, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration there means God breathed. All scriptures given by the inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for uh, instruction and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so this is the word of God. Read your Bible as the word of God. You know, the Bible says this, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away, Mark 13, verse 31. It's the word of God. And so the words written in the Bible centuries ago, remember this, will speak to us now. If you read them, if you read them. You say, well, what translation, Brother Sammy? I'm going to tell you the best translation you can have, the one you read. It really don't matter if you're not reading it. So your favorite translation, read your Bible. Now, do you, the question is, do you, do you read the Bible? Well, do you read the Bible for helpful advice? Or do you read the Bible and how to have a better life? Or do you read the Bible to feel better when you feel bad about something? Or do you just read the Bible to hear God speak? Do you just pick up your Bible and read it just to hear God speak? The point is the Bible was not given to us as a helpful guidebook, as a, you know, to have a good life. The Bible was given to us that it might, that, that we might encounter God and at the same time be changed by him. That's why the Bible was given to us. And so reading the Bible with that in mind, that when I read the Bible, God's going to speak to me and God's going to change me for the better. When you read the Bible that way, you're going to have a thrilling experience when you pick up the Bible to read it. Now, if you don't pick up the Bible and read it, you'll miss that experience because this is God speaking to you. God's speaking to you. This is not John speaking to you. This is not um, Matthew or any of the books of the Bible, the authors speaking. God is the author of the entire Bible. They were just, they jotted down as the Holy Spirit moved them to write the Word of God. And so you'll experience God when you read His Word, and you'll have a thrilling time as you read His Word. Let me give you a... Uh, let me give you an exercise to do when you get home. Take a concordance. Uh, so you have, you know, if you don't know what a concordance is, you have a small concordance in the back of your Bible. Take a concordance and look up a word. Perhaps uh, search for what you're dealing with. If you're dealing with anger, look up the word anger and then read scripture passages in regards to anger and see how God speaks to you in those passages. If you're having problems with being tempted, look up tempted in your concordance and read 
what the Bible says about being tempted. Look up temptation. You know, being tempted, temptation, that's not sin. Yielding to temptation is what's sin. Look those up. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's uh, uh, some moral issue. Look it up in your concordance and see what God has to say about it. Read the Bible. And when you read the Bible, listen to God speak. It's God speaking. So first of all, God still speaks. Secondly, hear God speak. Third, read the Bible as the voice of God. And fourth, will you say yes to God when you read the Bible? Or when you hear the Bible read like today? Will you say yes to God? John Advent, an evangelist, reading a book that he wrote entitled, Will You Say Yes? He said this, he made this statement. He said, God speaks, but he's not really interested in a monologue. I like that. You know, years ago, you know, when Jay Leno was on years and years ago, I don't watch late night talk shows now or uh, the monologues that Jay Leno had were pretty funny at times. But it was just Jay Leno sitting there talking. But when God speaks, when God speaks, Advent said he's not interested just in a monologue. He created us for a relationship with him. That means when he speaks, he waits for a response from us. God speaks and we respond. Saying yes to God when you hear his voice. When you hear his voice, how do you respond to his voice? When God speaks, he, is, he awaits for you to speak and say yes. John chapter 11, John chapter 11, verse 25, familiar passage. Let's look at God's word as he speaks to us in this. John 11 Verse 25 uh, through uh, verse 27. These things he said, John 11. Uh, these things he said, he's speaking to Martha. said, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that he might wake up. And then his, uh, I'm sorry, I'm up too far. Let me go over here to where I told you to go. Uh, verse 24, look at verse 25. Jesus said to her, speaking to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. That's simply saying when you die, you don't die. Just remember that. Verse 26, and whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? This is Jesus speaking to Martha. And, and what does he do? He waits and she gives an answer. Answers in verse 27. She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And so Jesus said to Martha, Martha, do you believe that when you die that you'll be raised again from the, from the death? I mean, you're really not going to die. Your, your body's going to be planted, but you, one day your body's going to be resurrected. And she said, yes, Lord, I believe. So the point is God spoke to her. She responded, and her answer was simply this, yes, Lord. And from that point on, her life would be transformed in how she answered the Lord. Friend, listen, you and I have the same opportunity if we will just say yes to the Lord. 
God speaks, but he's not interested in a monologue. He's not just talking to himself. He waits for a response from you and from me. He awaits for our yes. And so today, as God calls for a relationship with you, and as you hear him say, I'm wanting a relationship with you, would you be willing to say, yes, Lord? Your life, is, your life can be transformed and, and all the lives around you transformed as you spread the joy and what God is doing in your life. Others will be transformed. Would you be willing to say, yes, Lord? If you said, yes, Lord, what families would be transformed because you said yes to the Lord? What church might be revived, this one in particular, if you said yes to what the Lord was saying to you or asking of you? What nation might be changed if you just said yes to the Lord Jesus? So today there are many here and those who are viewing another and by other means have heard from God and you just simply need to answer him. Answer him. First, the unbeliever, those that are lost. You know, unbeliever, they've heard the voice of God. You've heard the voice of God convicting of sin, convicting of righteousness, convicting of judgment. John 6, verse 44, Jesus said, No one comes to me except the Father who sent me draws him, and God draws everyone to him at one time or another. For salvation. So this morning, God's calling you by His Holy Spirit. It's not an audible voice, but His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you need to be saved, that you need to give your heart and your life to Him. You need to experience salvation. And His Spirit is saying to your spirit, Come to me. His Spirit's saying to your spirit, I died for you, I died for your sins. Come to me. His Spirit's saying to your spirit, I'm willing to save you. I'm willing to forgive you. Come to me. I'm willing to, I'm willing to give to you eternal life. Come to me. Turn from your sin and by faith, come to me. That's what he's saying to you who are without Christ this morning. And so to the lost, he calls you to say, yes, I'll come, Lord. And then to the saved, he calls you to say yes. He calls you to say yes. Our nominating committee will be meeting this month as we get geared up for the next year here at the church. And God calls you to use your spiritual gifts and to serve, to say yes to service, wherever that might be. God calls you to be a functioning church member. There's, it's unbiblical to say there's uh, an inactive church member. That's not taught in the Bible anywhere. God calls us to be a functioning church member. So you've heard his voice. So he's wanting you to say yes. There are those at home today that could be at church today. I know we have our shut-ins, our homebounds, and those that are ill, and that's good. But God wants us to come together. Hebrews 10, 25, even more. And that means Sunday night and on uh, Wednesday night. And that's going to happen real soon. He wants us to come together as his people to worship him, to study his word, to hear his word preached. And so people who are at home today could be at church, no doubt. Many could be. 
And God is saying, come to me, come to church, come worship me, gather with the family of God, come. You have to answer him, yes, I will, no, I won't. So God's voice is calling all of us to, to, uh, to answer him with a yes. Calls us to witness, calls us to share a testimony. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, go ye therefore, as you're going, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you, and lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. So we've heard his voice, and he awaits our yes. So the point is, God is calling the lost to be saved. And he awaits your yes. God's calling Christians to study his word. And when you study his word, you'll know that he wants us to serve him by serving other people. And when you study his word, you'll know that you're to share the gospel with other people. It begins with studying, knowing the word of God, what he says, listening to him, obeying what he says. He said, if you love me, do the things that I've commanded. So it's your choice. Your choice. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to say yes and come to him. I guess you've noticed that chair down there. This chair down front, maybe the cameras can see me walking away. And pulpit's empty up here now, maybe on TV. Maybe it's following me. But have this chair. And I just simply call this the Jesus chair. Jesus is here today. It's his chair. This is his chair. And you may come to Jesus at different times. You know, you may have a problem with your car. And you may go to Jesus. You say, Jesus, I'm going to give you the key to my car. And I want you to fix that thing because i got to get to work tomorrow. And I want you to fix my car. I can't do without this car. You know we've got to have it. And Jesus... I'm turning that car over to you. And I'm praying, Lord, that you'll take care of that car. You've been to Jesus, no doubt, with a car. I have. <laughs> have you? Or you might say, Lord, I'm having an issue right now with my job, and I may be laid off, and, this, and I've been laid off. And God, I need, to, I need to work. And so, God, I'm getting kind of low in the, in the pocketbook, and I'm just going to bring my pocketbook to you, and I'm going to ask you, Lord, just to, Take care of that billfold and fill that billfold up. Have you ever done that? Financial help, asking God for something? I have. Or maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe you got a bad doctor's report. And maybe you have some medication you really need. Can't afford it. But you know if you take this medication, it'll make you well. So what you do, you'll take your medication and you'll give your health to Jesus. And you say, Jesus, I, I, wish, I wish you'd reach down and touch me and, and make me well and heal this condition of mine. You ever done that? Anybody? Been to the Jesus chair? Dumped your wallet on him? Dumped your pill bottle on him? Dumped your billfold on him? But see, Jesus don't want your pill bottle, and Jesus don't want your car keys, your old and he really don't want your wallet. You know what Jesus wants? I'll tell you what he wants. He wants you. That's what he wants. He don't want part of you. He wants all of you. 
And when you come to Jesus, you come to him and you give him all, everything. And he says it this way, if you're worried about your health, if you're worried about your vehicle, if you're worried about your house, if you're worried about this bill and that bill, he tells us simply this, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things that you're worried about, concerned about, I'll provide them for you. But sometimes we seek things first and him last. And uh, he doesn't work that way. He wants all of you. You can't hold anything back from Jesus. You might, got, you might have something tucked away, and you've given everything to Christ but that, but you're going to keep that. It just doesn't work that way, my friend. doesn't work that way. The only true God is calling you this morning. He's awaiting your answer. Yes, I'll be saved. Or yes, I'll start serving. Or yes, I'll start sharing the gospel. God, I'm giving you all of me, not just some of me. That's our word prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity that we've just focused on saying yes to the voice of God. Speak to our hearts during this invitation time where people will come to you during this time. Those who have never been saved, that they'll come to be saved. Those who need to recommit their lives, that they'll come to recommit their lives. Speak to our hearts during this time, and may you be honored and glorified in all this. In Jesus' name, amen.